A reading from the book of the prophet Joel. Gird yourselves and weep, O priests. Wail, O ministers of the altar. Come, spend the night in sackcloth, O ministers of my God. The house of your God is deprived of offering and libation. Proclaim a fast, call an assembly, gather the elders, all who dwell in the land, into the house of the Lord your God, and cry to the Lord. Alas, the day, for near is the day of the Lord, and it comes as ruin from the Almighty. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all who dwell in the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. Yes, it is near, a day of darkness and of gloom, a day of clouds and somberness, like dawn spreading over the mountains, a people numerous and mighty. Their like has not been from of old, nor will it be after them, even to the years of distant generations. The word of the Lord. The Lord will judge the world with justice. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will declare all your wondrous deeds. I will be glad and exalt in you. I will sing praise to your name, Most High. You rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked. Their name you blotted out forever and ever. The nations will sink in the pit they have made. In the snare they set, their foot is caught. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has set up his throne for judgment. He judges the world with justice. He governs the peoples with equity. Dominus Fobiscum, Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Lucum, 
When Jesus had driven out a demon, some of the crowd said, by the power of Beelzebul, the prince of demons, he drives out demons. Others, to test him, asked him for a sign from heaven. But he knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself will be laid waste, and house will fall against house. And if Satan is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that it is by Beazabal that I drive out demons. If I then drive out demons by Beazabal, by whom do your own people drive them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his place, his palace, his possessions are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks and overcomes him, he takes away the armor on which he relied and distributes the spoils. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When an unclean spirit goes out of someone it roams through arid regions, searching for rest. But finding none, it says, I shall return to my home from which I came. But upon returning, it finds it swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and brings back seven other spirits, more wicked than itself, who move in and dwell there. And the last condition of that man is worse than the first. Verbum Domini. The oldest African American parish in the Diocese of Birmingham is Our Lady of Fatima in Titusville area. And this church has an interesting history because St. Catherine Drexel was one of the first donors for this parish. As you probably know, she had inherited a fortune, but she used that to spread the faith and to help people in poor areas. It also has a connection with Venerable Fulton J. Sheen. He also is a national director of the Propagation of the Faith, sent a donation for this parish, requesting that it be named Our Lady of Fatima. And there is a, one of our regular servers on Saturdays, a man by the name of Brent Patterson. And so you often see him here on Saturdays. And last Saturday, he told me the story of his own entrance into the Catholic faith and what it was that drew him there. His wife was Catholic. She was a member of Our Lady of Fatima Parish. And he asked the question, well, what is Our Lady of Fatima? And so he began to do research. And what he read just astonished him. And there's something compelling, isn't there? about the message of Fatima. In fact, there's really nothing new that's being taught there. 
It's just confirming anew the truths of our Catholic faith. And so he told me when he went to World Youth Day earlier this year, he was able to make a pilgrimage then up to Fatima and how, what a blessing that was for him to be there. That message of Fatima eventually brought him to attending mass at first sitting in the back pew because he said, if there's any funny business, I'm leaving. <laughs> he didn't know what the mass was, but eventually he became drawn into it and how the Eucharist really is so important to him today. So today we're actually offering a votive mass of the Sacred Heart. And the reason I'm doing that is because we're having a twofold prayer this morning. This morning we're having the mass. And then at nine o'clock, we're going to have a beautiful children's holy hour with the children from St. Rose Academy with the Dominican sisters and their chaperones accompanying them. Over 80 children, second through fifth grade, are going to be here in the chapel from 9 to 10 Central Time, 10 to 11 Eastern Time. I invite you to join these children and join, and join us for this holy hour and the praying of the rosary. And so we're especially going to be thinking of Our Lady, her Immaculate Heart, during that praying of the rosary with the children. And during this Mass, we're especially thinking about his Sacred Heart, and it was, in fact, the children who were taught by the angel a prayer. And a prayer, this, the longer of the three prayers that you may know, says that concludes with this, by the infinite merits of his most sacred heart and through the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg the conversion of poor sinners. By the infinite merits of his most sacred heart. So that's what our focus in a particular way is going to be. Uh, of course, Mary's Immaculate Heart is united to his most sacred heart. And when we think about the readings today, Joel is calling us to be aware there will be an account that we will all have to give of our lives. The day of the Lord is coming. Father Frederick Miller, who was a professor for so many years and taught our own friar priests, many of them, including myself. He passed away last year, Mariologist, and I came across a homily that he gave two years ago on this occasion of the miracle of the sun. So today is the anniversary of the miracle of the sun, October 13, 1917. And he said that perhaps it was a glimpse when you had this cosmic phenomenon that 70,000 people witnessed, that perhaps it was a glimpse of the apocalyptic events that will mark the end of the present world. And we know that this message also, when we think of the light of Joel and his call to be prepared for the day of the Lord, that he mentioned in this homily what Lucia, who lived to be 97 years old, and in a way she became the custodian of the message. And she got permission to write a book which is titled Calls, her own reflections on the messages over the 57-some years of her contemplative life. And in that, she said this, the final battle 
between the Lord and the kingdom of Satan will be about marriage and the family. Do not be afraid, because anyone who works for the sanctity of marriage and the family will always be fought and opposed in every way, because this is a decisive issue. However, Our Lady has already crossed Satan's head. And Father Miller said, this fundamental Christian truth is particularly hated by Satan. It is through the violation of the sixth and ninth commandments that Satan seeks to lead men and women in the end times into his revolt against God. And he said, Lucia, Sister Lucia, said this, hell is a reality. It is the eternal loss of God. It is a supernatural fire. Continue preaching about hell because our Lord himself spoke about hell and it is in the sacred scripture. God does not condemn anyone to hell. God gave men the liberty to choose and God respects this freedom. This, of course, was the vision in July that the, sisters ha or the uh, children had that just horrified them. And Our Lady, in that apparition, she said, God wishes to establish devotion to my immaculate heart to save sinners. And there's a beautiful prayer that she taught the children that we too can pray. And anything difficult, any sacrifice we make, anything that's hard in our lives, Jesus, this is for love of you, for the conversion of sinners, and a reparation for the offenses against the Immaculate Heart. Learn that. Memorize that. And whenever you have something hard, difficult in your life, something painful, or some sacrifice you offer, Jesus, this is for love of you, for the conversion of sinners, and reparation for the offenses against the Immaculate Heart. Now, Father Calloway, in his book on the Rosary, The Champions of the Rosary, he talks about the luminous mysteries of Pope John Paul II. And he mentions that there were others, like St. Louis-Marie de Montfort, who also suggested other possible mysteries, as well as the servant of God, Patrick Payton, Father Patrick Payton, but that Pope John Paul, when he established and offered as an option of praying the luminous mysteries, he took them from a man by the name of St. George Preca, who is called the second apostle of Malta, St. Paul being the first, because he was the first to arrive at Malta. But St. George Preca, came up with these five luminous mysteries. But I like what Father Calloway says, that Pope John Paul was prophetic for our times, that these meditations are really something necessary for our age. So what are those five luminous mysteries? Baptism, the baptism of our Lord. Many today don't have their children baptized. They don't see the importance of baptism. Or even, sadly, some have officially renounced the baptism that they received as children. And so baptism, this great gift, this unmerited gift that God offers to us 
that we might be even more so his children. The wedding at Cana. Again, as Lucius said, that this is especially what Satan hates, the sanctity of marriage. That's what we see so many offenses against today. We need to reflect on that, that Christ showed the dignity of marriage by his presence at a wedding. Third, conversion. Today there's even a denial that we need to be converted. But we need to proclaim this again and again. Yes, hell exists, but heaven exists. So let's choose that. We do need to turn away from our sins. We do need to return to the Lord. You know, I'll relate to you one of the witnesses who witnessed the miracle of the Son, and we're grateful that Professor William Thomas actually has given us a very special rosary that's in Our Lady's hands. And under the, under the Capolina, the, so if you saw some of the events, the beautiful rosary procession last night and the mass this morning, there's that Capolina, the little chapel where Our Lady appeared. And under that Capolina, they found this variegated marble, this marble, white marble with these color streaks in it. We can think of the different colors of the miracle of the sun. And so for the 100th anniversary of Fatima, they made rosaries out of that marble. And this is one of them that Professor William Thomas gave to us. And so in a particular way, we can say Our Lady of Fatima is present here. But listen to this firsthand account of a nine-year-old boy who later became a priest, Father Ignacio Lorenco, what he witnessed on the day of the miracle of the sun. I was only nine years old at this time, and I went to the local village school. About midday, we were surprised by the shouts and cries of some men and women who were passing in the street in front of the school. The teacher, a good, pious woman, though nervous and impressionable, was the first to run into the road with the children after her. Outside, the people were shouting and weeping and pointing to the sun. It was the great miracle, which one could see quite distinctly from the top of the hill where my village was situated. The miracle of the sun accompanied by all its extraordinary phenomena. I feel incapable, he wrote, of describing what I saw and felt. I looked fixedly at the sun, which seemed pale and did not hurt the eyes. Looking like a ball of snow revolving on itself, it suddenly seemed to come down in a zigzag menacing the earth. Terrified, I ran and hid myself among the people who were weeping and expecting the end of the world at any moment. Near us was an unbeliever who had spent the morning mocking at the simpletons who had gone off to Fatima just to see an ordinary girl. Now he seemed to be paralyzed, his eyes fixed on the sun. Afterwards, he trembled from head to foot and lifting up his arms, fell on his knees in the mud, crying out to Our Lady. Meanwhile, the people continued to cry out and to weep, asking God to pardon their sins. We all ran to the two chapels in the village, which were soon filled to overflowing. During those long moments of the solar prodigy, objects around us turned all colors of the rainbow. We saw ourselves blue, yellow, red. 
All these strange phenomena increased the fears of the people. After about 10 minutes, the sun, now dull and pallid, returned to its place. When the people realized that the danger was over, there was an explosion of joy, and everyone joined in thanksgiving and praise to Our Lady. People repented of their sins. That's one of the calls. So the third luminous mystery, conversion. The call to conversion every day to grow in this deepening relationship of the Lord, being converted to him. Fourth, the luminous, fourth luminous mystery, the transfiguration. We think of this network founded because of the denial of the divinity of Christ. And so reflecting on his transfiguration, we reflect on the truth of his divinity. And fifth, the institution of the Holy Eucharist. Something that is denied, but thankfully, I believe that this Eucharistic revival is helping to renew our own appreciation and love of the gift of the Eucharist. So let us, dear people, be grateful for these apparitions which help us to return to the Lord as Joel calls us to. Jesus is the stronger one. Never forget that. He pointed that out in the gospel. Yes, the devil is a strong man, but there's one who's stronger, one who's greatly stronger. And so join us today at 9 o'clock Central Time for the Children's Holy Hour. We actually have the booklet online for you to download if you want to join with those prayers and the songs, the hymns that the children will be praying. It's EWTN.com slash CHH. Children's Holy Hour, ewtn.com slash chh will enable you to pray the prayers with the children at 9 o'clock Central Time, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, and join in praying the rosary, asking Our Lady of Fatima to help us in our own troubled times.